Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. Hi, friends. Nathan Pierce here. I'm jumping right into two topics today. One is a little bit of a legislative update for you. And the next is a update on something that you may or may not be familiar with, the CHSPE, CHSPE, the California High School Proficiency Exam. Uh, so let's start with the legislative update. Um, lots of concerning bills right now. We have um, since uh, the December when the session started, uh, we have about, uh, let's see, exactly, not about, exactly 794 bills introduced and um, uh, we will see many more, at least 1,000, 1,500 more, maybe 2,000 more in the next three weeks. So be praying for us as we um, go through and try to uh, evaluate each one of those to make sure that they don't impact the family or private homeschooling. And um, we just uh, we just have a lot of work to do in terms of um, just daily evaluating the, the, the latest introduced bills, but also doing deeper research on the ones that we have uh, flagged for um, further research. And uh, we have been uh, interacting with legislators' offices on some legislation. Um, we have had some, uh, some things resolved already. Um, we've had a couple of bill idea drafts that we were able to find out about behind the scenes before they were even introduced. Um, one of those uh, has been dropped by the author, um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, it was something that actually had unintended consequences uh, for private homeschoolers, and uh, they were willing to uh, drop that. And then um, uh, another bill that's um, close to being dropped, I think, but I would appreciate your prayers for that. I'm trying to work behind the scenes with a legislator um, on that. And then uh, currently, we're in the midst of doing deeper research on nine bills and um, trying to understand exactly what they do and how they would impact us as private homeschoolers and families. And um, we want you to know that if we do need your help on taking action on legislation, making those phone calls or doing in-person visits to either the Capitol or your district office for your legislator, um, we will contact you by email on our action alert email list um, if, if we need your help, which we often do when things are not able to be resolved behind the scenes. We need your help. So um, pl please be sure to sign up for our emails on our website, fpmca.org. Sign up for our emails and uh, get on that list so that you'd be first to be notified if something needs attention uh, from the broader homeschool community to address a piece of legislation. So um, uh, with that said, I just want to back up a minute to, to mention, uh, yes, we had Capital Day a couple weeks ago. It's been um, tremendously, uh, tremendously helpful to have those contacts with legislators and staff, but it is absolutely critical to continue to build relationships with legislators and their staff. Um, staff member relationships are really important, and also district staff uh, relationships are really important, um, especially when there's not a crisis. If you can start building a relationship with somebody that represents you at that district office or at the capital office, 
building those relationships are really key to protecting our freedoms when there is a crisis. So please consider how you can get involved in that and we will put a link uh, below to make sure that um, you have access to step-by-step -step instructions on how you can make a difference uh, through our advocacy from home program or by just signing up for our email action alerts so that you can know exactly when and how to make those phone calls um, or visits when necessary. So that's the legislative update uh, right now. There's no action needed on specific legislation at this time, except for prayer for us working behind the scenes on specific bills, but also um, uh, just prayer for us that we would see what we need to see in this legislation. Help us to understand what's going on with these bills. Some of them are very long. Um, I was talking with uh, Drew this morning about uh, a bill that we're trying to understand that's over 70 pages, and it's a little bit tricky. Uh, we think we're about there in understanding it, but uh, some of this stuff is just uh, just tricky to understand. So um, please uh, just pray for, for wisdom for us for that. Um, and then next, I just want to mention uh, with uh, the Chespi, there's, um, there's a bit of an update there. And um, at first glance, if you look at the Chespi's website, if you're, if you're not familiar with that, the Chespi is the California High School Proficiency Exam. It's, an, it's a test that is um, something that the state provides. They're required to provide it by law to allow students, either public or private school students, to take this test, and if they pass the test, they are issued a certificate from the state saying this certifies that this student has uh, received the equivalent of a high school diploma. Now, it's not a required test. Nobody is required to take this test. It's optional, but it's something that students can take as early as the 10th grade, and they can use this test, uh, re the test results, the certificate that they get to gain early access to junior college or um, access uh, to perhaps a job that requires a diploma. Um, and it's a certificate that can be useful. It's, it's legally required to be looked at as um, the equivalent of a high school diploma. So um, it's something that's very useful to, to homeschoolers and, um, and anybody, frankly. So uh, this test is something that uh, we watch and make sure that is um, continued to be offered. It's a requirement that the state provide this test in the code, as I mentioned, um, but there has been a change uh, planned for this exam. Currently, it's, it's been a test that's provided by paper. It's in person. Um, some, uh, some difficulties have been surrounding that over the last few years as a lot of things go digital. Um, they want to make this test digital so that if you go onto the ChessP website, chesspea.org, it can be confusing um, it can look like they're canceling the test, they're ending the whole program, but that's not the case. They're simply changing the format for the test. They're changing um, the, the, uh, the format that the test is based on uh, in terms of the content, but they're also uh, changing the, uh, the delivery method. They're trying to make it a digital test um, with hopefully in the future the ability for individual students to take this test at home. So um, this is uh, this is good news. It makes it more easily accessible uh, to to people because sometimes it can be really hard, uh, particularly in the last few years, to get uh, get access to this test for homeschoolers. It has been uh, challenging in some locations to be able to have a testing uh, 
facility that's available. Um, so um, it's a it's a good change as far as uh, we can tell uh, for the homeschool community in terms of allowing access to this to this exam. Um, it has in the past been based on the SAT 10 and it's getting switched to the high set base, um, which is a nationally uh, known test, uh, as was the SAT 10. But this um, this is just the model for the test. It's still going to be the chess P. The certificate will still be issued. Um, nothing in the code and nothing in the statute is changing with regard to um, what the test will do and what the certificate will be able to be used for. So um, that's just a report on that, so you don't have to panic. Um, one thing you might think about, though, is that if you are trying to take the test now um, or your, your student is trying to take the test um, and uh, you may need to retake part of it, if they do well on one part, they want to um, retake a different part of the test, um, they can do that currently. But that whole ability to do that is going to end in, in the middle of, of summer. So if you are uh, in the middle of studying up for the current chess pee, um, definitely try to do your best and, and take the chess pee uh, before it goes offline. Uh, we'll have a link to uh, more details on that. But um, be sure to uh, understand the timeline here for when it um, when this current chess P exam ends and the next one starts up because you don't want to be studying uh, the the books the 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 study prep uh, material for the the current exam if you're really going to end up taking the new one so hopefully that makes sense and we'll have an article up shortly on our website that will explain that in a little bit more detail but um, uh, overall uh, the bottom line is that the chess P test is not going away. The certificate is not going away. It's just changing formats and you'll still be able to take the chess P and receive that certificate. So uh, that's all for today, folks. Um, I, again, I encourage you to get on our email list to make sure that you can get the latest action alerts on any legislation that needs current attention. And you can do that on our website at fpmca.org. And then also, um, please consider uh, supporting our organization as we are a nonprofit uh, supported by your donations. So thanks so much again, and uh, have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.